If you are a fan of Famous Dead People, then you know what you're about to hear is a little different than what we usually do. Everybody knows that on this show, I bring in two notable deceased people from different eras or backgrounds or specialties, and I bring them together so that we can share the breadth of their knowledge and experience. But I'm making an exception today because I have been given an opportunity that I could not pass up. And today, my guests on Famous Dead People are two members of the legendary American punk rock group, The Ramones. We've got guitar player and songwriter for The Ramones, named one of Time Magazine's 10 greatest electric guitar players of all time, Johnny Ramone. Yeah, you know, it's a pleasure to be here, Jarrett. I'm very happy to be here. And American bassist, singer, and songwriter for The Ramones, the most prolific lyricist and and composer for the band, D.D. Ramone. (laughs) Hey, Jared, I'm really happy to be here. Uh, Johnny, Dee Dee, thank you so much for being with us here today on Famous Dead People. Yeah, you know, whatever. It's our pleasure, you know, whatever. Yeah, this is probably going to be pretty fun for me. I think yeah. so. I think it's going to be fun for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're happy to be here. So let's talk about, you know, the the Ramones, all right? This sure. Is, this is the band. This is the, the we, we talk about this as the first True punk band. You're formed in 1974. Yeah. And I read, Dee Dee, that the name for the Ramones was your idea. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. Okay, so according to the Wikipedia, it was the alias that Paul McCartney would use when he was checking into hotels. He would say that his name was Paul Ramone. Yeah, that's that's true. And be- you liked it, so you decided that that's what we're going to call the band, right? Yeah, but people get that wrong because actually people think I learned about it from TV or the radio, but actually... Actually, I actually saw him. I used to wait outside of hotels and kind of pick up cigarette butts and kind of collect them in a garbage can. And I, you put them all together, you make your own cigarettes. Mm. So I used to see him out there on hotels in the Bowery. He used to go to the Bowery, and I, and I'd see him there. I'd say, "It's Paul McCartney." Everyone, look, it's Paul McCartney. I, he hated that. I'd make a scene. He hated being called out. Yeah, you were always making a scene. Yeah, you know? of course. Yeah, people out if you're that famous you don't necessarily want everybody to be pointing oh yeah and but making i didn't a big care to-do. i didn't care at all i wanted i wanted to see him i said wait a second that's paul mccartney he said no i'm paul ramon i said you think i'm stupid <laughs> you think i'm stupid and you then would he say, said and then he said yes you would say to paul mccartney you think i'm stupid yeah, paul mccartney you think i'm stupid mm. it, it, it was a pretty funny for me wait so he was like he he wouldn't even so if i was paul mccartney and somebody was calling me out on the street i would go yes i'm paul mccartney that's great and then i would go into the hotel and i would say hi you have a reservation for uh paul ramon that's me i wouldn't just straight up say to somebody on the street my name is paul ramon because that would give it up right Yeah. no he looked me straight in the eyes he said i'm not paul mccartney i'm paul ramon i said look at you you, i got you in a book here of people that are famous (laughs) i found in the garbage you're you're lucky that book had pictures in it yeah you found a book in the garbage that was just pictures of famous people well it was was one it became one of my favorite books i own three books and that was one of them (laughs) i found the garbage called pictures of people that are famous now were you guys friends at this part of your life did you guys know each other at this point when you were when you saw Paul McCartney on the street as you were picking up cigarette butts off well, of the ground outside the two of hotels. Of us friends? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At that point? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we so would famous. you then would you then go to Johnny and say, You're never gonna believe this, but I just saw Paul McCartney on the street? Yeah, and I'd say what I always would say to him. What would you say? Shut up. <laughs> yeah, he- I don't care. <laughs> Shut up. He always told me to shut up. Yeah. It was pretty funny, but then it got it bothered me, but it mm. was pretty funny, you know, because, yeah, I always come to him with a new story because I'm I'm hanging out in bad neighborhoods and I see all these crazy things. I bring home like a dead cat and see this is pretty funny. He's got his <laughs> and I go, I go, I go, shut up. He say, shut up. He didn't mind I bring it back. He just didn't want me talking about it. Okay. Yeah, the cat could be there. I just didn't want to hear about that cat. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But yeah. now you weren't hanging out in the same bad neighborhoods as Dee Dee. I was Hanging out in other bad neighborhoods. Two different bad neighborhoods. Different bad neighborhoods. You're getting different flavors of bad neighborhoods. So yeah, you know, at the time, you know, New York was just one big bad neighborhood. There weren't nice places in New York back then. No, New no. York was not nice. The only places that were nice were like if you lived on the Upper West Side. It was not nice. But even the Upper West Side wasn't nice. It was not, just the apartments. Yeah. yeah, you'd have to go up like ten stories, and then that's where New yeah, York up, was nice. Upper West no, Side was the red light district. Yeah, mm. the only yeah. good part of New York was yeah the. Upper West Side and then also like Pennsylvania. Yeah. (laughs) 
that was the only good part of New York back then. You yeah, when to... we used to go on vacation, we used to be like, yeah. you wanna, you wanna, you know, go to a nice place, and we wait, go you to, and you go to the Poconos to... or something? We don't. We yeah, go to Pennsylvania. That was that was, all, that was the nicest part of New York. Yeah, it was, was nice. The Poconos. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so just real quick question, more about this naming your band the Ramones. Sure. Did you not think that that was kind of a dick move then? That you were sort of calling out Paul McCartney and his alias. Like now, maybe Paul McCartney wanted to keep using that alias, but now he can't because you're calling yourself the Ramones. You we know? talked about he was telling anyone around. Oh, he was yeah. telling right. everyone. Was a, I, and I don't care about that. He wasn't shy about it. Do you think that maybe he had like a different motive then? Because it wasn't secrecy if he's telling everybody his name is Paul Ramone. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. I think he thought he was like a Casanova. <laughs> yeah. But by that point, he, he was old. He looked. He he was. He was. He looked horrible. He no, looked he's like old a, now. He looked like a raisin. No, yeah, he looked like a raisin since 1969. No, he looked good in the 70s. Not as good as me. I was hot. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were much younger. So yeah, well, so it was. If we go head to head. That was part of it. I was like, the, you know, it was like, who looks better? No, we were hot. Yeah, we, we were, were very, hot. Yeah, we mm-hmm. were known we to were be the the, hot. the the hot, good looking Ramones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, that is that is the case. I I want to I want to contest we went, we went to high school in forest hills yeah. and i want a contest for best shirt hair combo yeah. best shirt hair combo yeah best shirt hair combo that on, that sounds like one of those awards that they make up for the person with a really like they didn't have that every year it. right i still want it yeah i won i this won that the concert 60s. They, they 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 didn't have they hadn't figured out awards quite yet yeah they were given they were given out awards i won an award for handsomest attitude <laughs> that's true yeah that's true about him. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to before the Ramones existed. And, um, you know, I think from the Wikipedia that you guys did not know each other at this point, but I could be wrong about that, so feel free to correct me. Uh, the two of you are growing up in Forest Hills, Queens. Yeah. Uh, you're playing music. Yeah. Uh, Dee Dee, you were working at the Bureau of Advertising. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had an uncle, my uncle Gabon. He he was working <laughs> at the um, Bureau of Advertising. He was he had a job in advertising, mm-hmm. and so he got me a job. Um, uh, refilling the mop buckets. Refilling the mop buckets at the bureau. So you weren't involved in advertising at all. No, I. Ha- I You're learned- basically custodial. Yeah, work. I hardly knew what it was. I ju- I thought I thought commercials were part of the show. Mm. I thought commercials were just part of the show. What do you mean you thought commercials were just part? Oh, when you're like watching television. Yeah, when I was watching yeah. television. I thought the commercials so it's were not part just of the that, show. It's not just that you were uh not doing advertising. You had a had a fundamental misunderstanding of what advertising was. I had no. No idea. I, every building to me in those days was the same. <laughs> I just thought every building. I, I I thought I didn't know there were that many jobs to do. Mm, I see. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah when we used to watch Hawaii Five O, he mm-hmm. you know during the commercials he'd be like, "Who's that woman?" <laughs> and I have to be like. No, 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 no. This is the the commercials. Yeah, you're like, and then I understand I'd, I'd slap how, them upside the head. I understand to let how know. the cigarette, how these people selling cigarettes has to do with the murder that we just watched yeah. happening. Yeah, it was yeah. so confusing. Yeah. I was like, we're yeah. in Hawaii, and all of a sudden we're in the mountains. Yeah. Let's go uh, over to Johnny for just a moment. So your pre Ramones yeah, job, you were working as a plumber with your dad, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, were you thinking about this as a career? Was it just a survival job? Like. Uh, you know, I'm 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 trying to figure out if you were thinking I just need something until I'm a musician, or was that not even the cards yet? Well, you know, I just really value a hard day's work, mm. and you know, it really doesn't matter what I'm doing. I just do it. Yeah. So you know, my dad was like, you know, you want to scrub some toilets, you want to clean some shit out of you know the pipes, and I said, yeah, yeah, dad, I'll do it. <laughs> and then you know, I just you know use a brush, I'd reach in, I'd do what I had to do. No upstrokes, only downstrokes, you know, in the toilet. Ooh, yeah, you know. I see. So, is that where you, you learned it then? Your your legendary guitar method was oh, you know, only, just, only downstrokes? Just a downstroke kind of guy. Oh, okay. So you, you did know. downstrokes for everything. Yeah, just downstrokes you're painting for everything. painting a house? Brushing your teeth? Brushing downstrokes. <laughs> just downstrokes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about yeah, when you're doing the bottom row? What? You can't do downstrokes for the bottom row. You're supposed oh, to be, yeah? Have you, you ever tried? You're supposed to be brushing away from the gums yeah, at all yeah. times. Well, I brush towards the gums. <laughs> well, just yeah. on the bottom row is what you're saying. Yeah, on the bottom row. So the yeah. bo- your bottom gums, very unhealthy. Your top gums, perfect. Uh, you know what? My teeth were perfect. Oh, okay. Yeah. My teeth have been perfect for my entire existence. There's that handsome attitude that you won mm-hmm. that award for. That's right. So let's talk about the famous meeting of the two of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. the Wikipedia says... That you met while delivering some dry cleaning, but it does not say anything specific about it. It doesn't say like who was delivering the dry, if you were both delivering or if you're both at the same dry cleaner. It just says it had something to do with somebody delivering dry so cleaning. So we were delivering dry cleaning to each other. 
Wait, wait, I don't understand. So he was a dry cleaning deliverer for someone, and I was a dry cleaning deliverer for someone else. And he ordered, you know, his his t-shirt and jeans combo mm. to be dry cleaned. Okay. And you know, I ordered my greaser outfit to, to be, be dry, dry cleaned. cleaned. Yeah. And then you know, we were we were on our way to each other's places. Is this one of those and things? We, bu we bumped heads with each other. We went, whoa. Is this one of those things like ethically a dry cleaner can't dry clean their own clothes because of conflicts of interest or something like yes, that? Yes, that's or? true. In the state of New York, a dry cleaner can't <laughs> dry clean his own clothes. Yeah, and that was true. It caused a lot of headaches back then. Oh, yeah? But, but really, it was a chocolate in my peanut butter situation. We Seriously. were both heading on the same route. We literally, back back in those days, the, there were dry cleaning boys and they'd uh, drop off people's delivery and we were both on our, our bikes. Yeah. And I, and I had, and I, uh, there was a bunch of dry cleaning in the bed. And, and other, it's so funny because the routes were exactly the same. We were on the other, we were both on different sides of Forest Hills, and we yeah. we met in the middle, and we literally bumped up, bumped our bicycles. Yeah, we bumped our bicycles. It wasn't funny. He thought it was funny. He started <laughs> laughing. Really I went, I went, it was hey, hilarious. Hey, that's not funny. Right, yeah. So you guys yeah. were on bikes delivering these dry yeah. cleanings. Yeah. And, and we, you're going towards each other. You bump bikes. Yeah, and that was a lifetime of me telling him shit wasn't funny. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was so funny. I broke I broke one of my toes. It was hilarious. <laughs> so you break a toe. Yeah. You I'm start laughing. Up, I'm dying yeah. laughing. This stranger, this person that you don't know is saying that's not funny. Yeah. That's not funny. That's not funny. And then, Didi, you're thinking, like, well, I got to hang out with this guy some more, right? Yeah, uh, he was screaming at me. He was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the first time I called him a gabagoo, but at, not the last. Yeah, that's very true. At what point did you look at each other and realize that you were holding each other's clothes, that you had been dry cleaned? Well, we, we looked at each other, and we realized we were holding each other's hands. Yeah. <laughs> we were holding each other's hands. And we never let go. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And he was so, like, oh, he, he was pretty mad about it, but, you know, we were friends. It's yeah. just one of those things where, like, you just didn't even realize that it was happening. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The, the bike's crazy. Crash. Yeah. You start laughing. You start yelling, and then suddenly you look down, and, and you have this connection. Hands. And I was so mad. I was clenching so hard, yeah, and I just exactly. couldn't wrestle my hand away. Wow. Yeah, I, just, he, I was so yeah. He broke two of my fingers. It was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, went by squeezing your hand. Yeah, that part was hilarious. Hands. Yeah, that yeah. was after the accident. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, that, I mean, it's a magical meeting, and I can't wait. We we got to put this into a movie. I can't believe there hasn't been a Ramones movie. Yeah, how has there not been a, a good? Yeah. A, yeah, I want Nicolas Cage to play me. Ooh, that would be good. I know that you guys were friends. We can talk about that a little bit. Play you, Didi. Oh, I think uh, in the in the Ramones movie, <laughs> I think I probably want um, oh just someone funny like um, <laughs> uh, just someone funny like uh, Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverman would be great. Yeah, I think Sarah Silverman as Didi Ramone. Yeah, yeah oh she's, my God. she's really um, she's funny. She's very yeah. I agree. She's you know, I I have an idea for uh, it's a little bit off off uh, offbeat casting, but just based on the way that you sound, yeah. I'm thinking Mark Wahlberg. You know, I, I don't Mark know. Wahlberg, he's, a do he's a Boston gabagoo. I don't yeah. know. Mark, Mark Wahlberg. I mean, he. he the, the accent is not 100%, you yeah. know, interchangeable, but there's something about your vibe. I just think it's got a very Mark Wahlberg and Boogie Nights kind of a vibe, you know? Okay, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I. I actually shot a lot of pornography. Did you? Yeah, of I didn't course. Know, I mean, I know that you had a, a, a movie role that I wanted to ask you about later. No, well, if you were going to ask me about. Um, uh, uh, little boy has sex. That was what it was called. I mean, I was that was I, one of the porns that you did. Was yeah, little boy has sex? Little boy has sex. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was 19 years old, and um, I uh, and they dressed you like little Lord Fauntleroy. Yeah, they <laughs> dressed me like little Lord Fauntleroy. I didn't even know what that was. I didn't know where I was. I uh, but it was a lot of fun for me yeah. I, to uh, do the porn. Yeah, to do pornography. I mean, the people are talking about that enough. How fun porn probably is because you're just having sex, right? Well, exactly. It I, can't be work. That's yeah. what I, I'm. I'm gonna go on record saying there's no porn that is work. It no. is just fun. Well, Never. You know, that's what they say, and I've always says. You know, if you <laughs> if you enjoy what you do, it's not work. If you enjoy what you do, then you'll never work that a day. That was yeah, exactly. the ethos of the Ramones, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, it's yeah. very true. Yeah. I was wondering what that Latin under your insignia meant. And that's what it translates to? Yes, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Interesting. If you enjoy your work, you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life. You never that's work what, a day in your life. Yeah. It's that's a good it moral. Says. It's a good moral. And I think that's the, the, the foundation of the Ramones is good morals. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. And my guests today are two of the Ramones, the legendary first true rock punk band, Dee Dee Ramone and Johnny Ramone Hello. on the show yeah. today. Uh, let's go over to uh, Johnny for just a moment. Sure, so, you know, whatever you need. You know, I had you. asked earlier, you're working as a plumber with your dad, yeah. and I read that he was pretty strict 
You know, didn't let you take off from school for sick days or injuries. He'd say, what are you, a baby? Yeah. I'd say, I'm not a baby. And I was a good baby. And this uh, this gave you a very, very hardcore work ethic, right? I'm surprised because sometimes, you know, when people think about punk, they think about like rebelling against the system, you know? But you were sort of like... That's not what punk is about. That's not what punk is about. No, punk is all Ayn Rand. Yeah, he. This can is, you can you uh, expand on that for me, Johnny Ramone? Punk is all hard work and ethos, and you know, um, yeah, you know, I'm a real red pill kind of guy. Mm, you know? Okay, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah you know, it's mm-hmm. it's true. It's you know, he goes off on on this political stuff. I don't even know what he's talking about half the time. He's like, I, I you know, I I don't know who Donald Rumsfeld is, but he's got a poster <laughs> of him in his room. I'm yeah. saying, what kind of punk rock guy is a poster of Donald Rumsfeld in his room? But it's Donald true. Rumsfeld. Every night before I go to bed, I see him. Every morning when I wake up, I see Donald Rumsfeld. I mean, it's an inspiration depending on what kind of person you are. Yeah, you know? I'm, not, I'm that kind of person. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, so you you're, you never had that instinct like, fuck you, dad. Like, I'm going to show you dead. I'm going to do the opposite of what you're telling me. You were just basically, you just basically fell in the line and you were like, my dad's got some good ideas and I'm going to work hard and I'm going to do what my dad tells me to do. Yeah, that's like exactly what happened. Okay. So but I it, just worked and worked and worked and worked. It just know? doesn't seem very punk rock. What do you think, Dee? It was horrible. I hated it. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't even, uh, you know, I, I was living my life. I was punk rock. I couldn't eat, you know, I, I walk around the, the East Village in my pajamas. I wouldn't, you know, I, I didn't know how to, I did, you know, he knew how to peel potatoes. I would just eat the potato chips every day i mean it's true i because if you don't know how to peel potatoes the only other option is potato potato chips chips. i used to say that to him (laughs) used to say didi oh that's what the latin on top of the ramones uh insignia yeah yeah yeah. we fit a lot of you know latin it's like each word means like nine words so you it's also it's pretty punk rock latin because like it's a dead language you know it's a and we're using it oh no one no one speaks this and we're using it man it's very reclaiming we can't even understand it i had i learned it literally just now when you told me about it (laughs) so i've been telling you for years but he just keeps forgetting of course so johnny you were then the taskmaster for the ramones then you were the guy who's always cracking the whip Song, songs, play, 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 albums, albums. How did that work on the road? Because I'm guessing your typical touring rock stars, your sex, drugs, destroying hotel rooms. Is that right, Didi? Oh, of course. But I was always doing that. But yeah. (laughs) Even before you were a musician. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't even know I was doing it. I didn't even know it was something not to do. So then cranky old Johnny Ramone shows up. And what happens? Curfew. Curfew. Nine o'clock every wait, night. Wait, if you if you had a curfew yeah. for the Ramones, for the other three Ramones. The Ramones curfew. Did there were there any like uh, you know, did you guys sneak out to try no, to? I just never the, slept. If the rest <laughs> of the Ramones snuck out without me knowing, mm-hmm. th- there's going to be hell to pay about it now. <laughs> let me tell you. Yo, let I, me Didi, tell you. Didi, listen, I will protect you from Johnny Ramone if you have something to confess. Did you and the other Ramones sneak out of your hotel rooms Why? after after Johnny inflicted Why? curfew you on you? Be careful with what you say, <laughs> Didi Ramone. Didi, you say whatever you want. Oh, I will protect you oh, from Johnny Ramone. Don't oh, worry about it, Didi Ramone. You know what happens. Didi, tell the truth. Oh, you know what happens. Tell the truth, yeah, Dee Ramone. Yeah, you did? We were, yeah, we were sneaking out. You would sneak out Why after you? Johnny Ramone would put you all to bed. Or, yeah, but... Dee, I can't believe this. We didn't do anything bad. I was just doing heroin with my friends. <laughs> it was not bad. Yeah, smack. Johnny, you they were... Smack. You were sneaking out of your hotel room doing, doing smack. I was just doing heroin with my friends. They weren't getting in any trouble. He was just doing heroin with his friends. Oh. Yeah, it's not a problem. So no. you never caught the Ramones sneaking out of their hotel rooms, Johnny. Can no. you believe that? Well, I was a heavy sleeper. Oh, that's right. I mean, you, you know. had your own curfew, and if you had broken your own curfew, that would have been a thing. Yeah, Every yeah. night I would do my own bed, make my own bed, and then I'd lie in my bed and cross my arms in front of my chest and sleep for a solid eight hours. Yeah, he had no he had no blankets or sheets. He took the blankets and sheets off of every bed. Blankets he, and sheets off of every bed, they're filthy. Wait, why would you take the blankets and the, just because they're dirty? You don't know. You don't know what you're getting in a hotel room. But then how would you sleep on the bed if there's no blankets or sheets? Or I would sleep like <laughs> face a up, va- like face a mummy. up like a, like a vampire. Johnny, how yeah. are the other Ramones supposed to sleep? Obviously not everybody can sleep like that, right? He tried to make that a rule. Yeah, that's a rule. <laughs> he tried to that's make how that you rule. sleep when you're on the road. What about when you're at home? Can you use blankets and sheets when you're at home certainly not no of course <laughs> not. no blankets and sheets for any of the ramones at any time okay 
All right. And they would get everybody up for breakfast then the next day. Yeah. I'd ring. I'd <laughs> ring the triangle. I'd clang the triangle. You would bring an old old triangle with you, a big yeah, rusty I'd triangle. Say, I'd say, horrible. Ramones, and it's breakfast time. The triangle never used in a single Ramones song, no. right? It was just for breakfast. No, it was just for breakfast. What? You an idiot? Why would I use the triangle for a Ramones song? You can use tri- it's for it's, breakfast. It's literally a musical instrument, the triangle. You it can use it. It was actually kind of sweet. He'd play, it would be a little kind of sweet. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. And then I'd say, get up, Ramones. Hey, ho, let's go. I'm losing yeah. you a little bit, GD. So get your, uh, make oh, sure you're so- talking to them. Sorry, sorry, there. sorry. Okay, I, I was I was kind of nodding off to sleep. Yeah, it's okay. Dee okay. Dee's lost all the time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, sorry. Now, Dee Dee. So your dad was in the military. Uh, you yeah. moved around a lot growing up, but you didn't develop the same kind of discipline as Johnny, right? No, because my father was always gone, and I was just hanging out with my friends, sniffing glue and listening to funny records. So your disgusting. dad, he didn't. You didn't. Your dad didn't have the same like disciplinarian push that. Uh, that Johnny's dad had, or no. was he, or was he just busy like living his own life? Did well, you not he not care what you were up to? He was kind of busy, and also, I mean, he wasn't like a military discipline man. I mean, what he did in the military, I mean, he wasn't a soldier. I mean, he what he did was he uh, he played the trumpet. He played the trumpet. Yeah, in the he, military. Was he, he, he was the guy who would do, do taps in the morning. Bum, bum, ba, da, bum, 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 ba, da, bum, bum, that guy? Yeah, he would do that, and then all, uh, he would do taps in the morning, and then also... A reverie if, at night? Yeah, reverie at night, and then also... Um, you know, he he was uh, he was about seventy five years old when I was born. So he wait would, what? Yeah, he was about seventy five years old when oh, I was wow. born. Oh, yeah, yeah. Old dads have a way different relationship with their kids than totally. young dads. Totally. Yeah, and he yeah. Was, he used to, um, you know, when they go to war, he'd be there and he'd play the trumpet when they go to battle. Oh, that's good. That's good to inspire the troops. You know, you give them a little bit of a. Uh, uh, piss and vinegar when you play some music. That's why they had the drummers in the old. Uh, That's oh, why I was yeah, doing the triangle. Yeah, 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 That's why you're doing yeah. the triangle to inspire the troops. But mine sounded like clang, 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 clang. Yeah. Now, so that's what that's what it's like when a dad is way older than his son. Did you guys have a closer age range, you and Johnny, you and your dad? My dad, my dad was 15 when I was born. That makes a lot of sense. Then, yeah, because he views you as like you know. You, you're you're part of the same generation almost. Yeah. So he has a desire to mold you more. Yeah. He used to give me noogies. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. the hardest part, you know. To for Johnny, you know, his his dad would. Uh, kind of rag on him and goof on him and he's like you know because they were they were almost in the same grade so they, <laughs> they you know his dad would like b- shove his head into his locker and things like that and he his father would also you know he'd be waiting outside of school throw water balloons at him and things like that oh, it wasn't it wasn't wow. hot dd it was okay <laughs> it was hot no dd it was okay no johnny no, listen it it's, it's okay if it's if it was hard for you to sort of like own those feelings you know it's no, okay no, it was, to give yourself a break sometimes no they played on you the know? same baseball team. They were on the varsity <laughs> baseball team together. It was like Ken Griffey Jr. and Senior. Yeah, he always he he always had a better batting average than me. Well, yeah. obviously he's 15 years older than you, Johnny. You got to give yourself a break. Oh no, no, I'm I'm a, I'm a tough little boy. I'm well, a good I'm a good boy. Well, listen, I, I let's give myself a break. This is a little sensitive uh, topic, so let's move on. Uh, so uh, let's talk about the formation. Of the Ramones. Sure. All right. So, the Ramones. So, Johnny, yes. you audition right. to play guitar for the band Television. Yeah. And you don't get the job. Yeah, those pansies said no. You don't get the job. Yeah. So, you then go to Dee Dee and you say, let's form a band together. Yeah. Okay. I said, let's do it. Now, Dee Dee, we isn't, had, yeah. isn't that sort of like a, a bit of a backhanded thing? Like, he wants to play for television. Like, he auditioned for television, but because that didn't work out. Yeah, but Tom Verlaine, he's then you like, know, he was too much, you know, like just in the flowers all the time. Mm, yeah, yeah, they were like philosophers. I mean, we but that's not us. why you weren't in television. They didn't accept you in television. I don't know what you're talking about. They didn't accept me in television because they are all sissy boys <laughs> and I am Johnny Ramone. And that's why they didn't accept me in television. Didi, did Johnny tell you? Was he like, they didn't take me into television, so let's start a band? Or did he phrase it some other way? Yeah, he's well, he, he told me he was like... Uh, yeah, um, you know, they uh they didn't let me into television because they're um they're actually fucking stupid <laughs> yeah. and things like that. So I was Which like, is oh, true. Right. Yeah, so it's not a problem to me. It was, it was like you want to be a band with me. I don't know how I play anything. I'm horrible. I can't even keep a tune. But uh yeah, so he came to me. It wasn't a problem for me. I was like, okay, I can. I, How did you phrase it, Johnny? You you walk in and you say, I didn't get into television because they're dumb. 
They're, they're a bunch I of said, dummies. I said, yeah. All right. And Television then so how are a bunch of sissy boys. How do you then pitch doing the Ramones to Dee Dee? I pointed at Dee Dee mm-hmm. and I said, now we are in a band. Oh, and that so was it. It wasn't a question. Then. It was not a question. Okay. There was never any question for any of the Ramones that they would be in a <laughs> band with me. Okay, and so that was fine with you. Then you get then now you guys are in the now now you guys are in the Ramones. Yeah, I gave I him a wedgie, a and then he was in the Ramones. Yeah, I didn't have a problem. Oh, with was it the at wedgie all. part of the initiation? The wedgie was just for him to know who was in charge. Did you know? that to all the Ramones? Oh yeah, even Joey Ramone. It was hard with Joey because he's so <laughs> tall, but I did it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I just had to reach real high. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, that must be where some of the bad blood between you and Joey came That's from. That's the only place where there was any bad blood between <laughs> yeah, us. Was the wedgie and then the things about that? But yeah, it's mostly. From all the nudgies, yeah, yeah, the nudgies and the, the wedgies, the wedgies and the nudgies, the and the nudgies and the nudgies. The nudgie is where it's like a wedgie, but you take the uh, the you knuckle, put your knuckle in the butt. <laughs> yeah, it's a knuckle butt. <laughs> Yeah, you put we your knuckle, to call in a knuckle the butt. butt. That's yeah. where you yeah. put your knuckle in someone's butt. It's yeah. a wedgie and a noogie all in one. Yeah. yeah, it's a noogie. <laughs> That was a classic okay. move. Johnny used to do that all the time. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So now you guys are a band. Yeah. All right. You're the Ramones. Yeah. Now we've been getting this for a while. There's really wait, what did you say? I said we've been getting this for a while. Well, what, it's, it's, talk about. I want to focus on right. the big moments. We're really gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna get our teeth into this meteor. Yeah. Ramones greatest hits. One, yes. two, three, four. Okay. Right, here we go. So 1974. There's not really. You guys are the first real punk band, right? There's sure. Not really a yeah. punk band before you guys. So what is the music scene like? What is everybody listening to? And you're like, that's not for us. We're going to do something different. Oh, you know, that's a great question. Thank you. Okay. So, you know, everybody else was listening to bands that were all like names of places. Names of places. Chicago, Chicago, Boston. Boston, The Eagles. The the Eagles is not a place. What? You you don't think the Eagles is a place? The Eagles is not a place. The Eagles is an animal. No, the Eagles is a place. Yeah, the Eagles is a place. It's it's part of New York. Yeah, it's part of New York. (laughs) It's part of New York. The Eagles. Yeah. Where? Where is the Eagles it's in It's a New bad York? neighborhood. It's a where? bad neighborhood. You don't go there. <laughs> but where is We're it? not going to tell above, you because you don't go above, there. It's above Harlem. That's all you need to know. Yeah, that's so, all you need to know. There's a place. Don't go to the Eagles. Somewhere above Harlem. Yeah. Is it? Is it south of the Bronx? No, it's above the Bronx. It's, it's above, above the, the Bronx, Bronx too. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. above Harlem, above the Bronx, is a place called you the Eagles. don't go to the Eagles. And it's dangerous, and you're not going to tell me more specifically where it is because it's too dangerous. You don't want me to go. So all these, go. all these gobagoos were listening <laughs> to the Eagles and Boston and Chicago, mm-hmm. and we said, no more of this bullshit. Yeah, it was really horrible. Like, every band was playing, like, 40 instruments. I didn't even know. What's a dobro? I don't yeah. know what these things a are. Do- what the fuck is a dobro? a dobro? That's a good question. What is a dobro? I don't... It's an instrument. We still don't know. We don't, we still Nobody don't knows know. what a dobro is. A no. harpsichord. They, are you they, sure... Rock bands were playing a harpsichord. Are you yeah, sure a dobro noise. is a thing? Because I've really, never even heard it, of it. It actually is. Yeah. <laughs> it is a thing. Yeah, and, we know it's a thing, but we don't but know what it is. we don't know what it is. Apparently, it's kind of like a weird guitar. But I don't know. DD doesn't know because there's no pictures of it in any books. Rock and I, bands, I don't know. Rock because... bands were playing the shamisen. Yeah. I don't know what, you know, these are all real instruments that I'm talking so about. The rock bands were playing. So it you're talking. Dis- it was disgusting. So you're like, guys, we got to do, we're going to play just regular instruments, guitar, yeah. bass, drums. Real instruments. Yeah. What rock and roll is all about. I was like, I don't want to have to practice so much. No. <laughs> it's like all the rock bands, they would play so much. She's like, you have to pra- You have to practice like a few days to get that good. I didn't want to wait that long. <laughs> yeah, okay. you know. So the for two... me, it was like herding cats. I was the leader, mm-hmm. right? So I was just like, okay, how long can we practice every day? Mm-hmm. And they were like, half an hour. So that, you know, really contributed to our sound. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And so you're like, I'm going to squeeze the most out of that half hour. Yeah, like a like a, like a a lemon or and an orange. And that is where yeah. the famous Ramon sound came from. We don't yeah. want to learn how to play our instruments. Right. Yeah. But we are going to have very high-intensity short workouts. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, almost like doing like CrossFit. Training. Yeah, almost like, like CrossFit. Yeah, it's like P90X. Okay. That's, why we all, that's how we all had such good bodies. That makes a lot of sense. Now, unfortunately, we have to take a short break, uh, but we will be right back with Didi Ramon and Johnny Ramone of the Ramones on Famous Dead People Stay With Us. Hey, everybody. Just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars. Leave a comment. Tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us. Whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out 
out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JaredBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioForBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are two members of the legendary American punk rock group, The Ramones. We've got guitar player and songwriter for The Ramones named one of Time Magazine's 10 greatest electric guitar players of all time, Johnny Ramone. I don't know why I'm here, but it is a pleasure. And American bassist, singer, and songwriter for the Ramones, the most prolific lyricist and composer for the band, D.D. Ramone. I don't know where I am, but it's a pleasure. <laughs> okay. So, you guys, you have your sound. You have your band. Yeah. And now it's time to start doing some shows. Yeah. Your early performances are mainly at one of New York City's uh, uh, staple rock clubs at the time, legendary CBGB. Yeah, that place was a real shithole. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Of course. You become club regulars and you gain a lot of attention for your performance performances. Uh, performance shit. That's Perform- right. <laughs> That's right, Jarrett. Yeah. Your performances, which average... 17 minutes yeah. from beginning to end. Right. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Okay, how, how many songs are you doing in 17 minutes? Oh, we did about 45. 45, 45, 45 songs. songs. 17 yeah. minutes. Yeah. 45, okay, so is this a conscious decision? Were you trying to do longer shows? Were you trying to make your songs as short as possible? What was the thing? What, how did that happen? Well, 45 minutes, 45 songs in only 17 minutes. Well, yeah, we have, we have the songs are pretty short, but I think we didn't even realize we were playing them so fast. <laughs> no, you know, ta- there's no concept of time when you're up on that stage. Is it just the adrenaline would kick in oh, and yeah. you're like, and you know, these are songs that were supposed to be much slower is what you're saying? Yeah, much slower. And I, you know, I would count things off and I was on a lot of speed and yeah. I would just, I was just flying off the handle. Yeah. And so uh, if you're not on speed, then you would count off like one. One, two, three, four. Yeah, those were the but, jazz sets. People forget about those. <laughs> yeah, the Ramones jazz sets. Yeah, those they were horrible. We did. Yeah, they I, were the non-speed I, sets. I stopped doing speed in the early nineties, yeah. and we did like three jazz shows. It was horrible. Yeah, we gotcha. played the Iridium. It was terrible. Yeah. The Iridium. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. So if you listen to any Ramones music after the nineties, that's the tempo that every Ramones song was supposed to be at, but you were too jacked up on speed to count them off correctly. Yes, yeah. of course. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It really does. Okay, so yeah, he was really into uppers at the time. I was oh, really yeah. into Oliver North. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this was this was in the seventies, so this was before I ran Contra. This yeah, was yeah. like fifty. This Oliver was North just was following his career. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. He was he was one of the first people to really get into Oliver North. I was. You were like a GOP hipster. Yeah, like you knew totally. about Oliver North before anybody else, before even even other people in the GOP knew about Oliver That's North. That's right. Yeah. That makes totally. a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, Johnny was part of Iran-Contra. I don't want to get into it's it too true. much. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. You were part of Iran-Contra? Yeah, 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 What was your role in Iran-Contra, Johnny Ramone? Guitars for hostages. <laughs> yeah. Like, guitars for hostages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We trade guitars for hostages. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand. So well, you it would... worked. The, we got the <laughs> why hostages do you think the Iran, the, Why do you think the hostages got let out? The hostages got let out because I gave some guitars to the Iranians. Nobody else could give guitars to the Iranians. Yeah, yeah well, nobody, nobody else nobody could give guitars to the Johnny Ramone, but I did. You know, they said no one else but Nixon could go to China. No one else could give guitars but Johnny Ramone. That makes, he, he landed in Tehran. He's like, you're going to take it. Yeah, it's like, you take these guitars. And you give me the hostages in yeah, exchange. and then I, I threatened to give them, you know, a nudgy. Yeah. And they said, no nudgies, please, sir. And then they took the guitars. Nudgies translates into Ira- Iranian, I just learned. Nudgies translates into any language. That's right. Yeah. A wow. nudgie is universal. We have a song about that. A yeah. nudgie is universal? Yeah, Howlin' at the nudgie. Howlin' yeah. at the nudgie. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what the secret meaning of that song was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you guys are doing these 17-minute long shows. At CBGB, they become legendary. Everybody's talking about Everybody's them. talking about them. Those but pansies, is, television. Is, is, they were like, why don't we do this? <laughs> we play We play for 45 minutes. And I was like, you could never do this. You dummies. Yeah, you could never do this. You Richard can't take Lloyd. credit for that. That's just because Didi was on so much speed. You can't take credit for this. I so- take credit for all of the Ramones' success. Gotcha. And okay. I let him. 
Okay, so was CBGB ever upset that these shows were? I, I can't imagine that they Are were saying. Are you saying CBGB like that's a person? Because I know, CBGB, CBGB was not a club, person. I'm saying the organization CBGB. Were they ever upset that the shows were so short? I'm imagining that that was a lot shorter than the other bands they would book. Is that right? No, people were still paying for the tickets. Oh, people oh. were still paying for the tickets. Yeah, it meant that they could cram more bands on the bill. And, and it, it's sell, like they could sell drinks also because oh, the show is so short. Yeah, of course. Here's, people, a, here's yeah. a fucking you know extra set by the shirts because the Ramones <laughs> played for such a short time. The yeah. shirts here's the also here's a the, part of New York, right? Huh? The shirts. That's another oh, neighborhood. Yeah, it's a horrible yeah, it's another, neighborhood. It's terrible. It's a do not go to the yeah, shirts. You take the seven train so far. It's <laughs> terrible. Don't do it. Okay, so Johnny. Next question is for you. Oh, great. You're the responsible. I feel like I'm in the real hot seat right you're, now. You're, you're the responsible one of the Ramones, but you are also responsible for one of the major sources of animosity in the band. Yeah, you the, start... nu- the Nudgies. No, no, I'm not talking about the Nudgies. Or I, the I might nudgies, deflect this question the and wedgies. just talk more about the Nudgies. Johnny Ramone, we're talking about it. You dated Linda Danielle. <sighs> Joey Ramone's ex is it's, that right? You know, you know. Everybody asks me about this. Of course, that's and, you know, the main ne- feud in the in the Ramones. They never dated. What do you mean they never? That's dated? That's a lie. They never. Mean? They never dated. Didi, did talking? they date Didi? Yes, of course. No, they <laughs> never dated. dated. No, do not. I saw them have sex. No, don't try to rewrite history, I saw Johnny. Them have sex. And also, no, Didi, you, you saw Joey no. Ramone and Linda Daniel having sex. No, yeah, it was, it was horrible. I didn't even know how his body moved that way. He was yeah. like six foot four and made of beans. Wait, like, how did how he did was this like, happen? He though? was like he was like a bag of praying mantises all stacked together. <laughs> it's so true, yeah. Joey Ramone. No, yeah. wait. So, but what were the circumstances in how you saw the two of them were they like hey come watch us have sex Didi? no i was on a lot of morphine and i and i totally passed out and i fell asleep in uh i i was actually really small back then i fell asleep and i was inside of a lampshade and they didn't know i was there They didn't know I was there. You fell asleep in a lampshade. You dreamed it. You were on morphine. You dreamed it. No, I I woke up and I woke up in my stupor and I woke up from my stupor and they were having sex. Who was the drummer for the Ramones at this time? Clem Ramone. Clem Clem Ramone. The only drummer of ours that mattered. (laughs) Clem Clem Ramone. Clem can back you up then, right, Dee Dee? Like, we get Clem in here, he would be able to say. Yeah, because Tommy and Marky, (laughs) they weren't there at the time. It was only me. So you and Clem, you would talk about, you would be like, can you believe it i just watched jo- uh, joey and and linda having sex yes of course mm-hmm. but by the time it took him to get that question out clem had already rejoined blondie <laughs> yeah that's true and that's right that's what happened yeah, okay yeah. now so uh in the punk community you know i'm assuming that still there's still a bro code in the in the punk community right you don't just like what does that mean, bro code? I don't know what that means. Bro code, like, uh, you know, like you bros bros before hoes. Yeah, or, you don't uh, sleep with another man's girlfriend. Yeah, or like if they broke up, you have to ask your friend, is it okay if I start dating this girl that even if you're broken up? I don't, really, I don't really understand why this question is being asked of me. As I said before, they never dated. Mm-hmm. What happened was is that, you know, Joey would always be like, oh, oh, you know, I'm so lovelorn. You know, here's some flowers. <laughs> here's some chocolates. Here's some candy. You want to go out for Valentine's? Valentine's Day, but she was always my girl. Oh, so always. Joey and is I said, like, Joey, you don't look at her. Joey's courting Joey, Linda. You, you, yeah, that's right. I was like, like Joey, hovering you, around you Linda. Go out, well, you, you go out with another bean pole like yourself. You true. go out with a tall, skinny woman. Why don't you go find yourself a... Go a, find yourself a Lydia Lunch. A fucking, go find yourself uh, a, yeah. a street lamp or a yeah. broom or something similarly tall yeah, and lanky. Why don't you go ask yeah, out Roberta Bailey? Of why don't course. you go take a go go, take, go on a date with a mic stand or something? Yeah, well, exactly. And to be fair, in defense of Johnny... You know, she hated it and she was I woke up and they were having sex and she said to Johnny, that was horrible. I <laughs> never want to do that again. And he, and they didn't date after that. They literally dated for one day. They had sex one time. It was just one day. Oh, yeah. OK, well, that makes yeah. a lot more sense then. I mean, yeah, like but no. I, would, I wouldn't have sex with her either. The bro coat. Wait, what? I didn't have sex with her either. How long were you and Linda together and you didn't have sex for, you know, our entire life? For yeah, your- <laughs> well, yeah, I just want to keep myself pure. You know, I just want to keep myself focused. Oh, yeah. I didn't 
didn't have sex. I didn't jerk off. I didn't do, do none of that. You didn't do anything. No, 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 no. I just wow. I, I didn't touch down there. And the so, only thing I touched was my guitar, only downstrokes. So Joey only had sex with Linda once, and yeah. then she started dating Johnny Ramone, and then you didn't have sex ever no, in no, your no, entire we, life. No, you know, we were married. No sex for me. That's yeah, you know, that's you're, it's a good Christian couple right there. No sex. That's right. True. No sex that's at right. all. I have so many questions about this. This is fascinating. All right, so you're basically I don't saying know. I that think it's actually pretty simple. No sex. <laughs> so Joey Ramone was kind of like a nice guy. He's just sort of like hanging around, you know, and uh, and you know, and so that yeah. makes a lot more sense then that you know you wouldn't feel like you need to ask permission then, right? No. Okay. All right. Yeah, that makes a lot I of mean, sense. I mean, basically, you know, I was a man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Joey was a like, like a Dr. Susie and like Lorax type, <laughs> you know, true. guy. But like yeah. stretched out. Yeah, like a stretched out Lorax. It's yeah. True. Okay. True. Yeah, he was like you know like a Edward Gorey drawing or something. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. He was an illustration. So it's like go date another, you know, go date another picture book. You know, know, that's just yeah. Johnny's very disciplined. You know, like he wouldn't have any sex, no jerking off. I was constantly jerking off, and I kept saying, "Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Pull your hand out of your pants!" But but it went beyond that. It was like no jerking off, no farting. I didn't fart for like a few months because he wouldn't let me fart. It didn't feel great. No, did did it feel great, Didi? It just feels it feels so good when the gas just gets back absorbed back inside the body. You know, horrible. all we ate was dry turkey cold cuts <laughs> and 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 we and diet Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> so Dee Dee, yeah. did Linda ever talk to you about her relationship with Johnny? Like it seemed a little non-traditional to never have any kind of intimacy. Yeah, but she, you know, she made a choice, you know. And get up on that microphone. Yeah, she, so, sorry, thing. sorry, I started do- dozing <laughs> off again. I've probably been sl- talking in my sleep for the past, uh, past 15, 15 years. years. <laughs> yeah. well, it's it probably true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, she said she, she liked Johnny, you know. Johnny is a hard guy. He's very disciplined, but, you know, uh, he's very organized, you mm. know. So she never had a problem with there being no sex in the relationship that no, she talked she, about to you. She loved it. The you know she, the 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 guy she was having sex with was she, she had sex with Joey and before that she had sex with Debbie Harry and then you know she hated it. Yeah. <laughs> so two sexual it. experiences. Yeah. yeah, Debbie Harry and Joey Ramone, and they were both negative. So she's like, yeah. I'm just like, going to not have sex for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah you know, of course. Joey Ramone was like a bag of mantises. <laughs> Debbie Harry's like a bag of lipstick. Yeah. You don't want to have sex with. It was horrible. You don't want to have sex with a bag of she said, it, she said it was horrible. So yeah, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, I don't blame her. Let's uh, let's move on a little bit. So let's talk about some of your song, like your songwriting process. So Dee Dee, you were like the main songwriter for the Ramones. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to ask you about a few of the songs that you wrote and see if the inspiration, uh, the actual inspiration that you say, is what the Wikipedia says as well. It says that you wrote the song Fifty Third and Third about male prostitutes working on Third Avenue. Is that right? Yeah, it's true. Talk about me. You're talking about you. Yeah. You're the male prostitute that was working on Third Avenue. Of course. Yeah, that's what the Wikipedia says, that there, that it was based on personal experience. Yeah, I loved it. You loved being a male prostitute. Yeah, it was it was so much fun. I, I have sex with any anybody. <laughs> Literally, it was really fun for me. He was having all the sex that I didn't have. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. I gave him my sex energy. It's a little bit like the... the um, you know, the the displacement of sex principle. Like, there always has to be a certain number of sex in the Ramones. Oh, yeah, of And Dee Dee's doing all of it, so now Johnny doesn't have to do any of it. Yeah. And the rest of the Ramones didn't have sex either. Okay, so it was I, just Dee Dee. Yeah. I invented eating ass. Did you? Yeah, I, I was You the, invented eating butt. I was the first guy to eat ass, and now it's all popular. What year did you first eat butt and then tell everybody about it? The first person to eat butt was me, December 1973. 1973, the year before the Ramones was founded. Yeah. Yep. And okay. that's what the song Howlin' at the Moon's about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was the first one to eat butt, and uh, I was um, I was in Grand Central Station, and I was at the kiosk, and the, and I was eating. I I I had to get. I had to duck down because people kept asking for the tickets, and I was trying to have. I was supposed to be having sex with one of the attendants. At so the, you were in. You were inside it. I thought you were outside getting. No, a I was in the booth. 
I was in Where the do you think he was, Jared? He was at the yeah, booth. I thought he was outside the booth trying to get a ticket or no. something. And then maybe you meet a girl and you go back to your house. Mm-hmm. But you're saying that you were yeah. hooking up in the kiosk booth at Grand Central Station. No, yeah, of course. Where do you think I'm getting a ticket going to a horrible neighborhood like Delaware? Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> Delaware. Yeah, I'm the kid. You're talking about Delaware, New York? Yeah, yeah. it's the worst neighbor, one of the worst it's neighborhoods terrible. in New York. It's terrible. If you're listening, so never go to Delaware, New York. It's awful. No. Never go to the Eagles, New York. Eagles, no. New York. The shirts. the shirts. Never go to the Don't go to but, shirts, but you can go to the Poconos, New York. It's really the, the Poconos best is in Pennsylvania, I think. Well, part New of New York. York. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I yeah, forgot. It's part New of York. New York. Yeah. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are two members of the famous punk rock band, the Ramones, Dee Dee Ramone and Johnny Ramone. Yeah, you yeah, know, hello. it's me. Okay, so. Uh, let's talk, let's talk about one of your other songs. Yeah, uh, yeah, there was a song, Dee Dee, Glad to See You Go, that the Wikipedia says you wrote about a stripper that you were currently dating. Is that right? Yeah, you know, mostly in those days I was um, dating strippers, other prostitutes like me. I also, um, you know, date uh, drug dealers. I date uh, the people who change the film out at the porno theaters <laughs> i would date the people who uh you know made the popcorn at the porno theaters i you know back then all the porno theaters they made their own chocolate so i would date the people who'd wrap the chocolate at the porno theaters Wait, remember, remember porno theaters sorry, made the porno best theaters, chocolate they would make their own chocolate they made the best chocolate yeah, it was something cheaper. that no other yeah. movie theater was doing but they were doing it at the porno at theater. the porno theaters yeah. they made the best They're chocolate no, i just it. go in i just go into the porno theaters not to watch the porn because obviously you're not going to masturbate not interested exactly but i would eat the chocolate it's totally true and now i, I went to the alamo <laughs> draft house and i was like oh my it's god bullshit. it's all well i thought it was like because they had all this like their own chocolate all this art, artisanal yeah. brooklyn stuff i was like oh i started jacking off i thought i was in a porno yeah i thought i, I it made me think i was in a porno it's it's very it seems like you were dating a lot of different people who worked in the porn slash sex uh, uh, businesses, you know, the sex workers, if you will. Yeah, of course. It was, was there any? Was anybody mad about that? Like, it seems like you were two timing everybody with everybody else. No, everyone wasn't the was... popcorn guy at the porn theater jealous that you were also dating the chocolate girl or whatever? He, he was dating her too. Oh. It was all part of it. That's what people forget about those days in New York. It was like there were about in Times Square. There were about. Five people. Yeah, there were like five <laughs> to ten people there. And then you, you know, they, they make all, these movies about it. It was disgusting. There were only five people in Times Square back then. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was. It and was, if one person left, then somebody else could yeah, come in. Yeah, you do a swap. That was basically it. Someone yeah. would get off the bus, and we'd swap them. <laughs> yeah, okay. it was so, like a, it was like a pile, and everybody's dating each other. It's it like was, a big yeah, it orgy. Like, it also. was like this circle of mm-hmm. five people. Yeah, it yeah. was disgusting. Ta- yeah, ta- that's that. Ta- that's what taxi driver gets wrong because yeah. you know it's it oh, was so many more people in taxi driver than there were in. Oh, I hated that Times part. I hated yeah. that part. I was like, how many people are here? <laughs> Are you supposed to keep everybody? Yeah, how can you keep it checked? Yeah, I mean, what's everybody's name? Like, I don't know anybody's name here. I was like, there are 15 characters here. I don't (laughs) even know who's who. Yeah. Who's this guy? What city did he come from? Exactly. Yeah, Delaware. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. Oh man. All right, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about. Oh, so you wrote this song about this stripper, one of the strippers that you were dating. Um, called Glad to See You Go, mm-hmm. but you're currently dating her and you're writing basically a breakup song about her, right? Isn't that what Glad to See You Go is about? Yeah, it was hard because, you know, when the Ramones started getting successful, we got a manager and we were uh, we were hired to Sire Records and we started to get popular and they, uh, they wrote about us in a magazine. I was like, oh my God, they gave me $100. <laughs> I'm going, I'm, I went to Florida. I was like, I'm rich. I'm I'm rich beyond my wildest dreams. You have a hundred dollars. Yeah, I got a hundred dollars. I, I, I'm gonna retire. And they had to talk <laughs> me out of it. I thought I was gonna retire. Okay. And so then, does yeah. that was part of the reason why you wrote this broke up song for the stripper? Was you're like, I have a hundred dollars now. I'm gonna go to Florida and yes, retire. Yes, I, I, I was, I was famous. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. I got one article in Trouser Press. I thought I was famous. I got a hundred dollars. I'm gonna retire to Florida. That's Johnny, what, were you? I'm yeah, oh, sorry. What are you gonna say? I was just gonna say that's what we all thought. We had this article in Trouser Press. We oh, so you we were all done. were ready to to give up. You were all ready to retire. Not give up. We just thought we had it made. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay, know. and now so Dee Dee's about to retire. Yeah. Johnny, were you part of the part of the group that was trying to convince him to stay in the Ramones? Yeah. Okay. So how did you how did you do that? Were you like, no, we can make more money, or 
You know, did you did you say like, uh, you know, I just locked the door and I didn't let him leave. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's how I dealt with with the rest of the band members. Oh, it was true. Gotcha, I, was gotcha. like, I was like, you're not leaving. Mm hmm. Here you go. Did Joey ever try to leave the Ramones? Did Joey ever try to leave the Ramones? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck are you? Joey tried to leave the Ramones all the time. Oh, like every day? Every day. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, he probably was really upset about the fact that you were in a sexless relationship with his ex-girlfriend. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> ex-girlfriend. Now, let's talk, about, let's talk about some of the, uh, of the content of the Ramones song. Johnny, I know that you're pretty conservative, so you yeah, didn't like it when Dee Dee would write about drug use in the songs. Yeah, I didn't right? like that at all. Okay. Yeah, he wrote this song called Chinese Rocks. Mm -hmm, he wanted mm -hmm. us to play it. I didn't want him to play it. I wanted him to change it to Pop Rocks. I wanted it to be about candy. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that, yeah. I could see that. I'm living on a Pops Rock it wouldn't change that's, that's the song how, yeah, that much. It doesn't scan. It scans really well. It's and good. people have a similar attitude sometimes towards drugs as they do to candy. You yeah, know, but, you it's know. like addictive, and you just want to keep on getting more. You know. Yeah, it but you know, you know the saying: "Candy is dandy, but drugs are fucked." Oh, that's that's on the sides of the Ramones. That's right. Yeah, that, that's in Latin on the sides of the Ramones. The Often they, they at Hot Topic they stop putting that on the T-shirts, but that's oh, a part that of it. Yeah, that's that really a part sucks. of it. You should talk to Hot Topic about that. You really should. Yeah, we should give them a call. We should give our reps a call at Hot Topic. Now, obviously, Johnny, one of the most popular songs of uh, of the Ramones is "I Want to Be Sedated." Yeah, you know that must have been uh, that must have been quite a quite a quite a knock. Yeah, because you didn't like every downstroke that I had to play for that song. I played it through the gritted the grittedest of teeth. Okay, so this yeah. song and all the other songs that have to do with drug use, they become very popular. Yeah, do you then try to? undo the damage that these songs are doing to young people who listen to it and then did they, they get inspired and they want to do drugs too? Well, you know, they were good songs. So what we do is we put out a record and then after the record came out, I'd go to each person's house that got the record and then I'd open the door and I'd point at the kids listening to the record and I'd go, don't do what they do. And then I'd move on to the next house. I was like a Republican punk Santa Claus. You would go to, you would knock on doors and you would basically say. I track who bought the record. Mm -hmm. Road to Ruin, how many sales? Okay, I can do this. <laughs> this will take me a few months. And then I'd visit every single house and I'd open the door and I'd go, don't do what they did. And okay. then I'd leave. And then they'd know. It's like a scary Nancy Reagan type situation. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> say no. Okay. Gaba gaba hey. So you would, did you ever, did you ever, um, uh, you know, keep track of the kids that you did this to to see if they were actually abstaining from drug use because of the effort that you had taken? I sure did. Okay. Yeah, one of them's Marco Rubio. Yeah. <laughs> We're very proud of that. We're very proud of that. Marco Rubio did that. Yeah, Marco. I can't, went and Marco said, Rubio little, was little Marco. One yeah. of the little, one of the boys that you knocked on the door and you said, he had a Ramones album, Marco. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. That's, the, that's the part of us that have the hardest time believing is that yeah. young Marco Rubio bought a Ramones album. Oh, yeah, he loved it. Yeah, Marco it. Rubio bought End of the it. Century. Okay. Yeah. You, and, you, know, you knock on the door, you go, you Marco Rubio, yeah. don't you do drugs. Yeah. yeah. I wow. said, hey, don't do what they did. It really... It, and it really worked for him. Yeah, yeah I think it worked, it worked a little too well. Yeah. No, it worked very well. Yeah. Too well. So it, proud of his him. His entire personality was built out of that yeah, one moment. Built it, it was a formative moment for him. Yeah. yeah, well, he doesn't... Yeah, it's it's not a lot to build a personality on, and it shows. Yeah, yeah. come on now. And it shows. All it's right, true. so this question is um, it's for the both of you. So after your fourth studio album and acting debut in the film Rock and Roll High School. Oh, yeah. Renowned, Things have changed since we went to high school. Renowned uh, producer Phil Spector became interested in the Ramones, produced your 1980 album End of the Century, yeah. right? Yeah. This is the one that the album that Marco Rubio bought. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Specifically, yes. There's a story about Phil Spector pulling a gun I on you. I loved it. You, I loved right? it when he did this. He says he's forcing you to repeat a guitar if he pulls out a gun. Is yes, that right? And he held me at gunpoint. Wow. He was a man after my own heart. Okay. And I just did that guitar riff over and over and over but again. But why did he do that? Were you refusing to play the guitar riff over and over he again? He just wanted me to get it right. Okay, you so know? you're playing it. Yeah, you know, it was you're like... You're doing what he's asking you to it do. It was like, Daddy finally approved. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Phil Spector finally approved, you know? Mm -hmm. the, my producer, you know, Phil Spector, he finally approved. And you know what? It's, it's the only time... In my entire <laughs> life, I, I'm I'm gonna say this. You know, this is the time for me to reveal this. Yes, yes, of course. That you know, he was holding that gun to my head, and I was playing this riff only downstrokes over and over again, mm -hmm. and I popped a half chub. Oh my it was god! The only time I ever felt those feelings. It's true. Johnny Ramone. Yeah. yeah. It was Didi, true. I'm, I this is so unprofessional of me, but can you get? It seems like Johnny's got an erection right now. Am I? Am I crazy? Like. 
Just uh, talking about this experience. You know, you know, sometimes it just brings back such great memories. Oh, wow. It's true. Yeah. I, I'm so sorry about pointing that out. He's got out, a boner. I just feel <laughs> He's really like, got a boner. As the host of the show, I feel like I have oh to my. point that out. You talk about Phil Spector and guns in the same sentence. <laughs> I'm going to get a boner. You have a boner right Didi, now. Didi, what was your reaction to seeing this gun being pulled on Johnny Ramone when you're in the recording studio with Phil Spector? I was like, what? What? Hey, you got a boner. <laughs> and I was like, like hey, shut up. I was like, Johnny, you Let got a boner. Let me have my moment. <laughs> Do you know how long I've waited for this? Oh my God! Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about another uh, another moment that was sort of famous in uh, in your uh, in your history, Johnny. Uh, you got into a fight with a man named Seth Macklin of the band Sub Zero Construction. Yeah. Uh, the fight was so bad that you needed a brain surgery. Yeah. What was the deal with that fight? Why did you get into this fight? How did it happen? What was going on there? Yeah, I got into that fight because he said that Nancy Reagan was ugly. <laughs> and Nancy Reagan's, you know, you one of the most tell, You do not say that to Joy or Gunner Ramone. Yeah, she's, she's a beautiful first lady. And she had good morals. She had good morals. And that made she her great more wardrobe. attractive also. You know, red. I loved it. I loved those red dresses. I mm. loved that. She had great morals. She's very attractive. And he said, you know, that lady, she's not nice looking. And I said, oh, you know, you don't <laughs> say that in front of me. And then I swung a guitar at his head. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I'm sure that he must have gone to the hospital, too, if he got a guitar to the head, right? Well, I missed. Oh, that's too bad. And then it swung back around and hit me in the head, and that's why I needed surgery. Oh, so Seth Macklin didn't even touch you. It was just you brained yourself with your own yeah, guitar. Yeah, it was self-inflicted. It was really scary because, you know, he, he threw it at him, and it actually boomeranged. Yeah. It took about 20 minutes to come back and hit <laughs> yeah. him in the head. Yeah. It, it was, was that really... famous boomerang guitar that you were using. I was standing there yeah. yelling at him for 20 minutes, <laughs> yeah. and then it just swung back around the, and hit me the, in the fight head. was actually de-escalating by that point. Yeah. Like, oh, we weren't going to go out for a beer. Yeah. yeah. But now, then it hit me in the head, and then I needed brain surgery. Dee, did you ever try to dissuade uh, Johnny from uh, buying that boomerang-shaped guitar that, he, that would eventually brain him and send him to the hospital? I told him, I was like, look, I get in a lot of trouble, but this is going to be the death of you. <laughs> I said you're gonna you're gonna throw this thing and because they test it out in the store you know because oh they show you how it works yeah and famously we were much more popular always overseas than we were in the United States this is true so yes. we were in Mel Melbourne Australia yeah and we, we had just and, gone to McDonald's we had, we had just we had just gone to McDonald's and we gotten because uh, we couldn't have cold cut turkey so we got Johnny let us eat. Uh, three uh, just the burger patties and he let us eat uh, a Sprite. It was, it was a treat. It was a real treat. We ate a Sprite. Yeah. You, ate, a, you yeah. ate one burger patty and a Sprite. Yeah, he had us freeze it and then we chewed on the Sprite. Okay. And then, uh, but yeah, and then we went and we were going to buy a guitar because our record <laughs> label said we could buy a guitar and yeah. we went to the store and there's this guy couldn't understand one word he was saying. I didn't even know what that, I didn't even know there were other accents. I actually had never heard another accent. Yeah, it's like they got a whole other word for everything in Australia. Yeah, so he, <laughs> He sold him this guitar. I was like, I'd be careful. This is really scary. Yeah. Mm, yeah I, and it, you know what? It turns out it was too dangerous. Yeah, it was too dangerous. Yeah, but it didn't kill me. It I didn't was too, kill I you. was too tough to die. You know what? And it made you stronger. It made me Ramon. stronger. That's why we named our album Too Tough to Die, because True. the boomerang guitar didn't kill me. You know, True. I think we just have time for one final question. Sure. Uh, Dee Dee, 2001. Yeah. Uh, you know, you move to LA, you begin pursuing an acting career. Yeah. You land a role in the 2002 film Bikini Bandits. Yeah. Now, I don't know anything about this movie. So, in the last minute that we have left on the show, just tell us as much as you can about that movie and your part in it. Yeah. So, Bikini Bandits, this was uh, before. And, uh, and Johnny, feel free to contribute if you saw the movie also, if you know that information. I saw that film, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, please go ahead. So, this was, this was right before 9 11. That's why this movie never. <laughs> got famous because yeah they were they, they it was a kind of a road trip movie where they were trying to get these bikini babes uh, up to the top of the twin towers yeah. it was just it was ill-timed it was just a horrible timing yeah and uh these things happen you know i played a police officer in the world trade center yeah. i was like Hey, get out of here. He was good in it. Yeah. <laughs> he was good in it. You know, they should have nominated him for an Oscar for Yeah, they should have nominated me for an Oscar. So these yeah. guys, these bikini bandits were trying to get some bikini girls up to the top of the World Trade Center. Yeah. And you were a cop at the World Trade Center trying to stop them. Yes, of Why? course. Why? Well, I was trying to stop them because because this I was like, this is for businessmen. And, <laughs> there was a, there was and a, they were in bikinis. They the were clearly movie, not businessmen. Yeah, they were kind of like surf guys bikini guys and i was like a cop establishment kind of guy i was like oh this is where we do business and um and so they they, they kicked me in the head and they won 
Wow, that is incredible. And you know, I think that your role in that movie shows that I think Johnny, some of you rubbed off on Didi. You know, yeah, in that's the end, right. you were so hardworking in that movie, Didi. It, you know, it took like I know, twenty I know years. Sometimes I think you're a real gabagoo, but I, I was, <laughs> I'm real proud of you. Sometimes it Didi took Ramon. twenty years, but it happened. Unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for this week's episode of Famous Dead People. I'd like to thank my guests, uh, Didi Ramon and Johnny Ramon, for hey, joining me in the studio yeah. today. Last question: Do either of you have anything that you're a really big fan of that you want to tell the listening audience about? Yeah. So uh, we got these 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 kids who you know we yelled at when they were listening to us and uh, the names are uh, Kyle Gordon Louis Perlman and uh, they have a radio show and a podcast yeah the podcast called kick the jukebox is actually named after a, a line in a Ramon song called somebody put something in my drink that's right we named yeah that's right it's they named it the after jukebox. us they named it after us uh, so definitely and check out that show they talk podcast. about they talk about music they talk about us mm. They talk about pansies too, you know, like like you know, like the like zombies. television. Yeah, well, you know, they haven't done television yet, but I bet they're going to do television sometime soon. That sounds you great. Know. Definitely check that show out. You uh, know, there's there's nothing more important than hearing two white men talk about their opinions about music <laughs> in 2019. It's something that the world is sure is sorely lacking. sorely lacking right now. Uh, you're welcome. I am, of course, yeah. your host Jared Berenson. You can take on myself at jaredberenson.com. If you're listening to this on the radio, find the podcast. All the old episodes are there. You can subscribe. You can rate. You can review. You can check out my YouTube channel. I've got some videos coming out soon. Hit us up at Famous Dead people at radiofreebrookland.org we're here every monday at 3 p.m on radio free brooklyn thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week get okay smoky this is Jarrett talking to the mic getting levels making sure that he sounds pretty good pretty good pretty good yeah you guys are not turned on yet this is just for me this is just for me Everybody jealous. This is just for me.